but we're going to read from Hebrews chapter 11 and um, we're going to read from verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By it, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. We're going to go back to verse 1 again. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. I remember God speaking to us from this during one of our um, Sunday services that the Spirit of the Lord is bringing before me. So um, if you want to listen to it again, I highly encourage you to listen to that message. I don't know which Sunday it was, but um, good report. How did the elders get a good report? Every believer should be getting a good report from God. And what kind of a report are we getting from God? It's very important. First, obtain a good report. And how do we obtain that good report? It is by faith. Faith, what kind of faith? And faith in whom? And what is faith is something that the Lord had us see during that time. But we're going to go over that a little bit and go into what the Lord has for us today. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What is faith? When you're not able to see something, which equals to, when you see something opposite that is happening, it is important to have a hope in Christ. That means hope for something different than what you are seeing. If you're seeing something that you don't want to see, which is, you know, if you are going through pain, going through sorrow, going through loss, going through chaos and confusion, whatever it is, it is important to have hope. Hope in God and hope for something opposite to what you are seeing right now. So, for example, if you are sick and if you have pain, it is important for you to see yourself without pain. It is important for you to hope in the Lord that this pain will be gone. I will be walking without pain. This pain will be gone. I will be living pain-free. This pain will be gone. I will be testifying about it. It's very important to think opposite because you hope in the one who makes all things new. So it brings us to walking by faith and not by sight. If I'm walking by sight, then I cannot walk by faith because sight and faith are contradictory. Faith is something that takes place in the absence of what you are hoping for. That means you're hoping for something, but that's not there. But you still hope for, and you hope in God for what you're hoping for. That is faith. So it's always, faith always flourishes in the midst of adverse situation. Whatever you may be going through today, maybe tomorrow, it is important to keep your eyes on the God of hope. Because of Jesus, we have hope. If we don't have Jesus, then we don't have hope. But if we have Jesus, it is important to prepare your mind. So the first thing that the Spirit of the Lord is bringing to us tonight is preparation. 
You prepare your mind. How do you prepare your mind? You prepare your mind with the word of God. Who is God? How powerful is God? How powerful is he over the powers of darkness? And what God can do to those who put their trust in him? And every scripture that God has given in his word about his faithfulness in keeping his covenant to those who are loyal towards him. It is important to bring all those things before you and hope in the God who is our hope. God himself is our hope. So when we prepare our hearts through the word of God, prepare our minds through the word of God, it takes preparation. It's very important. Without preparing, we cannot suddenly have faith. That's why God's word says that Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. There's a preparation that is taking place where the word of God, when it's imported into the heart of a person, it imparts faith. And the faith comes from the God who is hope himself. In him, we hope, the psalmist says, in God, I will hope he is the help of my countenance. He is the health of my countenance. So when we look at God Almighty, when we think about who God is, when we look at the nature of God, when we look at the power of God, when we look at the omnipotent characteristic of God Almighty, we have to understand that He will never fail me. You know why? Because He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He is never going to not fulfill what He has spoken because He said that I will not leave you until I fulfill that which I've spoken to you. Now, I'm not saying my own things. These are scriptures I'm bringing before you as the Spirit of the Lord is bringing. So whatever God has spoken in our lives, it shall come to pass. Now, in the meantime, as we are going through whatever we are going through, it is important to hope, important to prepare ourselves and hope. That means you need to have a picture before you. You need to have a vision before you. You need to have something that is not existing right now before you, which you believe that will happen. You believe that will happen. And when you see things that are contrary to what you believe, it's important to still believe what is the fact, which is our God will fulfill everything that he has spoken. Now, because of that, that means in the midst of the opposite situation, there were a whole bunch of people, not many, but few, who hoped in this God and who actually obtained the things that they were hoping for by faith. You know why? Because they trusted in God in the midst of adverse situation and they, re- and they obtained a good report from God. How do you know they obtained a good report? Because God stood by them. God answered them. God honored their faith. God honored their faith. So we see here, verse 2, For by this, by it, by faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. We need to have a good testimony. It is important for us to have a good testimony. Testimony is important. What kind of a testimony do we have? What kind of a testimony do we have at home? What kind of a testimony do we have at our workplace? What kind of a testimony do we have before our children? What kind of a testimony do we have before our spouse? What kind of a testimony do we have in church? We need to have a good testimony. The Bible says, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. If our testimony is not good, if the way we live that we are not able to live a life of testimony before our very own people, 
that our words are contradicting our belief, then God is not going to give us the good report. We will be found unclean, unworthy, hypocritical before God Almighty. It is important to be people of God's word. It is important to be people who have the testimony that comes from God that I am connected to the mind. If I'm connected to the mind, then his life has to flow through me. Then my behavior, my attitude, my vocabulary, my mannerism has to change. Which is Matthew chapter 5 is very important. If you have not read it, read it. If you have not memorized it, memorize it. Matthew chapter 5 is very important. Practice that. Sermon on the Mount is very important. First Corinthians chapter 13 is very important. We as Christians, we don't have that sacrificial love. We are a big zero. So it is important to have that testimony that comes from God, which is we are God's people filled with God's agape love. Not like, oh, you do this for me, I'll do this for you. We need to live like how Jesus lives. Only then the power of Jesus Christ will be manifested in and through our lives. And in order for us to live that way, we need to be connected with Christ. And how are we going to be connected with Christ? Only by faith. So if we really have faith, we're going to trust him in the midst of adverse situation. And we are going to do what Christ told us to be, which is love our enemies. Do good to them that hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who spitefully use you. When people speak evil of you, don't do evil for evil. But do good for evil. Overcome evil with good. Be as Jesus Christ. In the midst of a crooked, perverse generation, shine as lights. If you are just like the ungodly person, how are you going to shine in the darkness? Where is the light? It is so important to be people who will be like Jesus. A reflection. A moon becomes a blessing to us during the nighttime because it reflects the sun. In order for that to happen, it has to take in the light from the sun. We need to be people who be on the receiving end by being in the presence of God. Let me tell you, those who are really in the presence of God will manifest the nature of Jesus Christ, which is the fruit of the spirit. It is very important. In the midst of persecution, in the midst of suffering, in the midst of opposition, are we reacting like Jesus Christ? Are we reacting like Jesus Christ? It is so important when when Jesus went to the Samaritan village when he was passing through, when the people were upset with him, James and John wanted to call fire from heaven. They're self-righteous. There are a lot of Christians like that. Immediately they want to See, something happened to the people because they're rejecting God, because they're speaking something different. That is not the spirit of Christ. And Jesus turned around and he asked them, what manner of spirit do you have? What kind of spirit do you have? Because the goal of Jesus Christ is to seek and save that which is not. That means you become anything and everything in order to win someone. Apostle Paul says that. I've become all things to all men in order to save some. It is important. We've seen this before several months ago during uh, one of the Bible studies, I believe the Holy Spirit spoke to us. If we want to become useful vessels in the hands of the Almighty God, we need to be in a place where we will be stepped on. God will place us there to see what is coming out of us. When we are crushed, what is coming out of us? Bitterness, anger, frustration, 
What is coming out of us? What is inside will come out of us. It's very important. And so, spending time in the presence of God is very important. When we are stepped on as grapes is stepped on, if the grapes are sour, then it's going to produce sour juice. This is what the Lord spoke to us several months ago. But if it is sweet, if it is ripe, if it is mature, then when it's stepped on, sweetness is going to come out of it. That's why many times, many Christians, when they go through stuff, they act like the heathen because what is coming out of them? They are sour grapes. Bitterness. Bitterness comes out of that. No wonder the world is not saved. No wonder many, many people don't want to be Christians because other Christians they see. They are not seeing the Christ that they should see. They're seeing a twisted, perverted version, demonic version, I should say. Where they're saying, I don't want Jesus. If this is what Jesus looks like, I don't want this Jesus. What a bad testimony. God is speaking to our hearts today. It is important to have a good testimony, purity, holiness, love. Very important. Humility, void of arrogance, void of pride. It's very important to really reflect our Savior. Therein lies God's power. If we want to be powerful people, we have to be holy people. If we want to be powerful people, we need to be humble people. If we want to be powerful people, we need to be loving people. Not self-centered, but sacrificial people. Become all things to all men in order to save some. In order to save some. And we've seen this before. People want to go to Africa. They want to go to India. They want to go to China. or They want to go to... You know, you know, wherever, um, the Amazon jungle or whatever. Say, I want to be a missionary. 10 days mission trip. Paid for. Sponsored by whoever. Not like the real missionaries who went there. But one way ticket and went there and lived there and died there. It's more like tourism. I did something and I came here. I post on Facebook. I went there and look what I did and look at me. It's a tragedy. God never sent them. God never called them. And it's uh, another version of, look at me, with a Christian label, like many of the Christian music that's out there. God is grieved. God is very grieved. But those who are really, really called of God are those who would sacrifice. Go there and be among the people who really don't understand, who really hate them. Some even die. But they bear fruit unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies. It remains alone. But when it dies, it brings much fruit. How many are willing to be that grain of wheat? When we don't want to be going through any kind of discomfort, I can manage a little bit of discomfort, some more discomfort I'm not going to. How are we going to win others to Jesus Christ? How? How? Are we like our Savior? If missionaries can go and give their lives over there, take the heat and cold and don't know the language, once again, it's not like how it's now. They just went because God told them. They knew they definitely had a call. They went there, took the cold weather, didn't have proper clothing, didn't have proper food. They had enemies all around. Many of the children died. They paid their price, and they have a great reward in heaven. In spite of that, they still stayed in the foreign soil and served the Lord. 
it is so difficult many times, in many Christian homes, to give up sin, to really live a godly life, to really live a holy life, to give up lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life. We've gotten so comfortable, comfortable Christianity. Anybody will come and bump into me. Hey, my space. Who are you coming into my space? I don't even know where that word my space came from. Those words. We need to be people. To be willing to sacrifice. Lay down our lives so that someone else can live. Before that, we need to know how to live first. Live like how Jesus lived. Jesus lived three and a half years. He did ministry. Three and a half years. Solid ministry. John the Baptist, few months he did. Solid ministry. They all obtained a good report from God. It's not about how big an organization is going to be. It's not going to be like how much money we have. It's not about, oh, what kind of a name I have. It's not about how many people applaud me. The main thing is, are we getting a good report from God Almighty? What kind of a report are we getting? In our situation, whatever, am I justifying myself? What is God saying? What is God thinking about me? What kind of a Christian am I? What kind of a Christianity am I in? We need to understand, who are we in Christ Jesus? When we have faith in the faithfulness of the Almighty God, no matter what we go through, no matter how the oppression is, no matter how much we are crushed, what will come out of us is sweetness, the nature of Christ. When gold is put into the furnace, it's going to come out as what? Pure gold. It's going to really shine. It's going to look more beautiful. Why? Because it's gold. You can't take plastic and put it in the furnace and say, well, it's going to turn out as gold. No. Your faith is very important. It's called precious faith. It is important for you to lay hold of what God has for you by laying aside everything as God spoke to us last Sunday. A few more minutes. Well, we're going to see if you go down Hebrews chapter 11, which you should, I recommend that I encourage and I urge you to read Hebrews 11, the rest of the chapter. How the elders obtain a good report. How do they obtain a good report? Read that. You're going to see from Abraham to Enoch to Daniel to many, 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 Sarah, many servants of God there. They obtain a good report. When? When everything looked opposite. That's what faith is. When everything looked opposite, when there was no hope, when there was no hope, they hoped for something that God promised. When everything looks opposite, it is important to hope for, have your expectation in him because he will give you an expected end. In order for us to have an expected end, we need to have expectations. We need to hope for what God has for us. We need to hope for, we need to have a picture, we need to have an image, we need to have God's word, we need to have what God is going to do. That means you may be seeing darkness right now, but you know what you have to have in front of your eyes 24-7? Light. Not darkness. Light. 
What looks opposite is not what you should meditate on. What looks opposite, something that you have to put it far away and meditate on. What God can do with that thing that looks opposite. Abraham believed in a God who raises the dead. Abraham believed in a God who brings something out of nothing. Abraham believed in a God who will fulfill what he promised. Has God promised something to you? Are you looking forward to that promise to be fulfilled? If you're looking forward to it, it shouldn't be like something that's hanging separately. Well, I'm looking forward to it, but in the meantime, while I'm going through it, I shouldn't be acting like a heathen. Yes, I'm expecting God to do something, but in the meantime, am I going according to the plan of God? That means, am I manifesting the character of God? See, the whole purpose of the wilderness journey is to make the character of the people of Israel like God, so that when they go into Canaan, they won't become like the heathen. That's the whole purpose of wilderness. In the wilderness, God tried them, the Bible says. In the wilderness, God showed them his glory. In the wilderness, their faith was supposed to be tested in order to become like gold. But many people failed. We should be people who will pass the test. When God takes us through a path, it's important for us to focus on what we hope for. What we hope for. Faith is the substance of what we hope for. What are you hoping for? When you look at your life, whatever area may appear dead, maybe your children, maybe your spouse, maybe your health, maybe your job situation, whatever it is. When you see deadness, you should not look at or meditate on deadness, even though that's a fact. Even though that's something that's happening in the earthly realm. But it's something that goes beyond the earthly realm into the spiritual realm, which is the God who raises the dead. The God who calls into existence that which is not as though they were. The God who brings something out of nothing. So our hope should be in that God who is able to raise the dead, who is able to bring something out of nothing, when everything looks opposite, it's important to have in front of you what God has promised you. It's important. When everything looks opposite, God is looking for those who hope in Him, who hope in His mercy, who hope in His power, hope in His truth, and act like that. If I hope in his truth, then I'm not going to get frustrated. If I hope in his truth, then I'm not going to behave like the heathen. If I hope, if I really hope, this is the connection God wants to make tonight. I pray may the spirit of the living God give you that understanding as his word of God is coming to you. I can say I hope for, I can say I believe, but if my life is not matching according to that, that means the frustration and the behavior should not be like the heathen. Yeah, the enemy can try to push. The enemy can try to make us frustrated, but we don't have to get frustrated. That's what faith is. When I believe that, I believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I believe in the God who raises the dead. When I see that which I don't like to see, when I see darkness, when I see deadness, when I see negative things, If I'm really trusting in God, 
is at that time. You know, it's like the car, gasoline car, gasoline electric car duo. When it runs out of gasoline, it goes into electric mode. It switches like that. When you see things opposite, if you have your faith in God and you have trained yourself to keep looking at what God has proclaimed and that's what you hope for, then when you see something opposite taking place, automatically from inside there's a switch that will take place where I'm not going to act like the heathen, but I'm going to act like a believer. That means I'm going to have faith and I'm going to exhibit the fruit of the Spirit. I'm going to have faith and I'm going to exhibit the nature of Jesus Christ. I'm going to have faith and I'm going to speak words of love, words of hope, words of praise in the midst of everything that looks opposite. What are we hoping for? Is a hope in Him, a real hope, a living hope? Or it's just over here, but not here. See, if it's over here, then we can say, I believe, I believe, I believe, but our actions are opposite because we're getting so easily frustrated. We're acting just like the heathen. Oh, yes, I believe. I'm hoping. But what is your belief? Your belief will play out in your behavior. We've seen this before. What we believe will be manifested in our behavior. An atheist would behave like an animal. You know why? Because he believes he came from a monkey. And his behavior is going to be as such because he's going to think, well, when I die, I'm just going to die. I'm just my spirit is just going to go like, you know, the animal spirit, but that's not the case. And he thinks, oh, because animals can't have self-restraint, so I don't have to. I can do whatever I want to. You know what? Because he's convinced he really believes that. And what he believes dominates his life. When it comes to a believer, there's a contradiction many times. Because so-called believers say, I believe, but you know what? Their behavior doesn't match their belief system. When you look at a heathen, yeah, it matches his belief system. He behaves like a heathen because he says he's a heathen. How come? Believers say they're believers and they behave like heathen. Do they really believe? There's a question there. And we can say even the heathen sometimes are not hypocritical because they say, hey, this is who I am. But many Christians cover up. Many Christians say that, oh, with my hands lifted up, it's like filthy hands before God. Many Christians say that, oh, Lord, I believe in you. But you know, when it comes to the real situation, they act just like an unbeliever. Are they believers is a question. God is speaking to your heart today. These are not my words. The Spirit of God is speaking word for word at this hour. It is important to ask yourself this question. What kind of a believer am I? How much faith do I have? How strong is my faith? What am I hoping for? Who am I hoping in? And who is my hope? Emotionally, mentally, relationally, in every way. Am I reflecting the one I hope in? Is he my hope? He should be my only hope. It's not like, oh, I have nothing else. God is my only hope. It's it's pathetic when some people say that. I don't have anything else but only God. Well, 
Only God is a big thing. If we have God, it's a big thing. If we have God on our side, it's the biggest thing. We need to be bold as a lion and have the love of God and the innocence of a lamb. Very important. Humility and love are power packs, power qualities. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. When we humble ourselves before God and love people like how Jesus loved, very important, God will take you and use you in a mighty way. I want to finish with this for tonight as the Spirit of the Lord wants me to. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You get the evidence when you see things, but in the supernatural realm, is the evidence of things that are not seen. That means it's there. But you can't see it with your natural eyes, but it's there. You're not seeing right now with your natural eyes, but it is there. That is the reality. It is there. It is there. The evidence is there. God's miracle working power is there. The stripes of Jesus Christ works. It's there. But it's a test many times to see how long are we going to hold on to? How strong are we going to hold on to? Before we can see God's word fulfilled in our lives, our faith will be put to test. Before Joseph was pulled out of prison and taken to the palace, his faith was put to test. The word of the Lord tried him. It is important for us to come forth as gold, pure gold, as pure silver. God is speaking to us today. Our faith, when it's tested, should stand the test of time. should not be like plastic. It disintegrates and you don't even know where it is. But it should be dazzling like gold. No matter what path you're going through. Have the vision that God has for you, for your family, right in front of you. And be Jesus in that place. Believe for the extraordinary and do what Christ would have you to do. When it is dark, you be the light. Don't expect God to bring some light inside. There are many people like that. Oh, Lord, bring, you know, you bring some light into my life. And God will say, that's why I have you there. You be the light. Then I tell you, in the midst of the crooked and perverse generation, you shine as light. And how can you shine as light? Jesus said that. Men may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. That's how you shine as light. God says, you want light in your life? You can be that very person. You can be that very person who can bring light in your situation. You can be that very person who can show Jesus Christ in your family to your relatives. You can be the very person who can show Jesus Christ among your co-workers, co-workers, families, fellow students. Wherever we go, if Christ is in us, and if our life is transparent before God and man, which it should be, then people will see Jesus in you. The radiance of Christ will shine through you. You don't have to worry about darkness because 
there you are as God's representative, as God's light to your spouse, to your kids, to your parents, to your children, to your grandparents, to your co-workers, to your colleagues, to your fellow students, wherever God has placed you. And you live a life without hypocrisy. Knowing that God has placed you with a reason for you to shine. You know, many times we say, oh Lord, use me, use me, use me. But God will put us in a place so that he can use us. But we don't even see that. Think, that, oh, I need to be somewhere in some pulpit or in some, you know, mission field or somewhere. Our home is our mission field. God is putting us in certain situation so that we can shine for him. So we can become that healing agent that God wants us to be. Our Jerusalem is important. Your workplace, your school, your family. It may be dark. Don't cry over the darkness. You be that light. This is the prophetic word God is speaking. Entire message is from the Lord God Almighty. But there are certain things God just wants to hammer it right into your spirit. You be that light. Don't look for some light to somehow come. Don't look for the angel of God to come and do something. God is calling you. God is calling you. God is calling you. God is calling you to be that light. Within your own four walls, you be that light. Let that radiance of the Lord Jesus Christ that comes from his love change everyone who is around you. God will do that. God will do that. When you're able to do that well, God can take you and use you to millions and billions of people because you've been faithful in what God has given to you. God Almighty is present in our midst right now. As we close our eyes and look to the Lord. Humble yourself in the presence of God. And tell the Lord. I'll go. God asked Isaiah. Whom shall I send? Who will go for me? Isaiah said, I'll go Lord. God is looking at you today and he's asking you not for you to get up and go somewhere else. But wherever you are, are you willing to shine that light? Are you willing to become that light through Christ living through you by letting Jesus live through you? By putting away the flesh, the works of the flesh, by putting away that which is ungodly, which is really sickening to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That everything that is not of God dissolve and disappear in the glory light of the Almighty God. That your life may become a reflection on earth. Reflection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Who is patience himself, love himself, Goodness himself. Take a few minutes in the presence of the Lord. Tell the Lord, Lord, I'm going to hope for something glorious. And I'm not going to look at the darkness that is around me. I'm going to hope for something glorious. And I'm going to let you shine through me, Father. Because I have faith, I'm going to live like how you lived. Not live in frustration mode. But live in praise mode. Hallelujah. No matter how the enemy try to. Come against me. Try to exert force. I'm still going to praise you. I'm still going to let the joy of the Lord flow through me. 
I'm still going to show God's love. I'm still going to humble myself. That my words may become like the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, filled with grace and truth. Hallelujah. That my actions may become like the actions of the Lord Jesus Christ that will bring healing to people. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That my attitude may be holy and humble before God and man. Thank you, Jesus. That I may be that light. Let me be that light. Tell the Lord at this hour, Lord, let me be that light. I want to be that light, Lord. If you want me to be that light, I'm willing to be that light. I'll be that light, Lord, wherever you place me. Wherever you have placed me, I'll be that light, Lord. I'm not going to say anymore, send something, send someone, do something. Work in me so that I can be that light, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. By this, the elders obtained a good report. Each one of them in Hebrews 11 obtained a good report. They obtained a good report because they hoped for something that was not there. But they were able to see it with their spiritual eyes. They said, there is the evidence. God's word. He spoke to me. That's the evidence. Hallelujah. God spoke to me. That's the evidence. Hallelujah. That's the evidence that it is there. What I'm looking for, which is not there in the natural eyes, is there. When I see it through spiritual eyes, they believe that God said it. There it is. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Praise to Jesus. Praise to Jesus. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Spirit of the living God, I pray that you will do your mighty work even this night after this Bible study is over. You bear witness, Lord, that every word that was spoken in this message was from the Holy Spirit, word for word. It was not premeditated. You bear witness to that. Oh, Spirit of the living God, I pray that the words that you have spoken pursue your people, Lord. Lead them into greater fruitfulness. Lead them into greater holiness. Lead them into greater love. Agape love. Teach your people more on how to live like Jesus. Teach your people more on how to live a self-sacrificial life. Hallelujah. Teach your people how to love like how Jesus loved. Hallelujah. Teach your people, Lord, more and more from your holy word to live a life of holiness. A life full of hope in the midst of hopeless situations. A life full of joy in the midst of sorrow. A life full of peace in the midst of chaos and confusion. A life full of Jesus. In a world that is full of darkness. 
So I pray your blessing upon your people this night. That their lives, O oh Lord, may reflect the Savior. That they too may obtain a good report from the Savior who has called them out of darkness into the marvelous light. To show forth the praises of Him. Call them out of darkness into His marvelous light. To shine as stars in this crooked and perverse generation. To show the way to those who are lost. Oh, by being filled with Jesus. Thank you, Father. So bless your people, Lord. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Continue to minister to their hearts. And give you all the glory. Give you all the honor. Give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Good Jesus. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Don't let Satan blow it up, I'm going to let it shine. Don't let Satan blow it out, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. How do we not let the devil blow out the candle, the light that God has given us? It's when we have faith. I want to say just a couple of words here, a few words. The connection of faith and practice is this. When it seems tough, when it's adverse, and especially in the family situation, our first mission field, we are called to have faith in what God told us. And because we believe that God will intervene, we continue to do it his way. That's why the Bible alludes to people who have no faith when their practice of Christianity is missing. When we really believe that God said he will come through, I will continue to be humble, continue to love, continue to forgive, forbear, have long suffering. That means patience, have a long rope. Meekness is not weakness. I'm going to continue to handle it his way. So it really shows our faith, how we react, whether we really have faith in God's word or not, whether we'll take matters into our own hands. So it's a challenge to the flesh into what the world has groomed us for and what the devil has told us. Say, I'm going to listen to God, listen to God's word. God says for me to be humble, forgive, believe that he will intervene. Believe God for the supernatural. That's how we don't let Satan blow out the light that God's put in us. That's how we shine as lights in the midst of this crooked, perverse generation. This message is not readily acceptable to most people because, as Pastor Cooper said, most people want to know, how can I get the power? How can I get the power? How can I do this and that? I want to be great. Don't you know I have greatness in me? We can only have greatness if we have goodness. Greatness will always follow goodness. What is goodness? Not just imputed to us by Jesus' death on the cross, but it is lived by us by following what he said. By being meek and humble, where? Beginning in the home. By being forgiven, forgiving, where? In the home. By being a witness in the home. So our Christianity 
God calls us to really live it out. God encourages us this evening to say, don't you let Satan blow it out. Believe in me. Believe in my words. You continue to be what? Just like me. Meek. Lowly in heart. The king of the universe said, I am meek and lowly in heart. Look at your life this evening. Are you lowly in heart? And how do you know? When it's tested with adversity, with arrogance, with vengeance, with anger. That's how we prove the real meekness. Not when things are going well. That's how we prove love. Real faith in God's word. So praise be to God for his word this evening. Father, thank you, Lord, for giving us not necessarily what we would like to hear, want to hear, but what we really need to hear. I thank you for purging us, Lord, blessing us, making our faith genuine, and helping us to prove it, Lord, because you do test it. And Lord, through the adversity, through the fire, through the trials, through the pain, Lord, when we get crushed, may the nature of the Lord come through. We thank you, Lord, for every brother, every sister, growing us, Lord, moving us forward to be authentic Christians, real disciples of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, praise you, Father, for all you've spoken, all you've given, all you've given as we are praying to you that everyone would receive by faith the grace to do everything God's way. Thank you, praise you, Jesus' mighty name. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest by the Son. Amen. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause His face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon us and bless us with His peace. Amen.